people's friends, family, and strangers who will soon become friends. I'm your host, Larissa Denise, and this is a show about poetry. In case you couldn't, you know, tell by the the name. Yeah. So Poetry is one of the greatest art forms in existence, and it's my mission to highlight the Black, Brown, and Indigenous poets who do it the best. Our art is the most beautiful piece of resistance. Whether in strong opinion or a peaceful affirmation of love, we write, we sing, we dance, we poetry. This season, I'm giving you poems and poets to make you fall in love with poetry by covering various themes and questions that I think we all face at some point in our lives. Today is no different. Dare I say, today is, oh gosh, today is a day. Um, today is a day because we are talking about sex. Oh my gosh. Take a deep breath with me, y'all. Okay, let me, let me... Let me start by saying this. Will you hear some steamy words in this episode? Yes. Will it be weird for me to say them out loud? Yes. But that is what this is all about. That's what poetry is all about. That's what art is all about. Okay, so sex. I think the notion of pleasure and ecstasy is so intrinsic that if you are not asking these questions to yourself, you are missing a part of who you are. Let me repeat, you are missing a part of who you are, fundamentally. Is sex all of you? No. Is sex an insatiable desire that everyone has the same drive for, and that drive is completely consistent over time, relationship, and mental health? Absolutely not. Is sex important for a spiritual person? Um, yes, indeed it is. It's still a biological part of our functionality as humans. When, how, who, and under what circumstances you have sex, that's part of your personal journey. You know, I'm really just here to show you why poetry can help you formulate some of those questions, answer them, or just relish in your own sexiness. Yes. I think the question of, is sex worth it, is just a really loaded question. We have to define the purpose of sex, the goal of sex, the promise that sex poses, and whether it fulfills that promise. And that's a lot of work. If you're a young college student and you're trying to figure out whether or not you're ready for a sexual relationship, you're in a completely different headspace than someone 20 years into a marriage trying to uncover why they are not satisfied. So, you're listening to my podcast. You might be wondering, my opinion? Well, let me be clear. You need wisdom. Wisdom is not what Ianla tells some woman to do on a TV show. It's not what Solange says or what she means when she says she saw things she imagined. And it's not what your fave has to say about their own relationship. Even if it is Beyonce and Jay-Z, those may be helpful or resonate with you, but you need wisdom from someone who knows you, someone you trust, someone who knows what you are searching for spiritually, someone who knows the trauma you hold in your body that may be hindering your intimacy, 
someone who can listen to you honestly weigh your opinions. If that's the same one person for you, then glory, okay? You, you have amazing support systems. Use them. If you do not, find a friend who checks off one of those boxes or speak with your trusted, culturally competent, and attentive therapist. Yes, honeys, if you have a therapist who you don't feel comfortable talking to about sex, something is wrong. Find your person and be vulnerable because it is a natural part of who you are. It will not simply go away because you want it to. Okay, that's my little sermon for the day. Um, Send your coins via Cash App. Thank you very much. Anyways, today we're talking about sex. And I'm going to share a piece from an amazing poet who should be on your radar. That is Arika Foreman. Arika hails from Detroit, Michigan, and has been writing for quite a while. She actually just won an award for bisexual poetry from her 2020 release, Salt Body Shimmer. If you get the book, just stare at the cover or even just do a Google search of Salt Body Shimmer. This cover, you could easily do a free write on. I mean, it is stunning. It evokes whimsy and passion and power. And it's literally, you know, an abstract piece. So look it up, please. Y'all know I love me some poetry book cover art. Fabulous. She has her own website where you can find more of her work and opportunities to support her monetarily. It's arcaforman.com. Don't worry, the link will be in the captions as it always is. Her poetry is all over the internet. And today I will be reading a poem of hers titled, When We Say We Want Tenderness, We Haven't Found a Punishment We Can Live With. Careening between cuffing season I let myself be good, a sinner. Our tongues tussle between this 3 a.m. fog and nothing is miraculous about our bodies except our petulant hunger. You, my one-off lover, massage my calloused feet and we fill the dusk with nothings, feign intimacy. It's all fine and dark and I push your face deep enough into my water Pretend this is what desire feels like, but oh, what the clit will do to remember a collaborative song, its selfish tenor. I am no different than any other animal, and the lies we tell when we say we want tenderness, we mean we haven't found a punishment we can live with. When I say cup the stretch mark meat, slap the hip's horizon until it vibrates the highest pitch, I mean, let's make a terrible love song in which I mean there is no love in conquest in which I say I'm sorry for the acquisition committed by this lonely and how I wish I wanted to take it back. Okay, so, so much I enjoyed about this piece. I love the intimacy of this poem. She is able to bring the camera close into her body as she experiences this encounter, but we also hear her inner voice. We feel what she feels, and she kind of doesn't want to feel the pleasure. So we see this tenuous relationship between self, 
other pleasure, body, soul, and stigma. Do you see that? Like, there's so much to unpack. The word I keep coming back to is her use of the term selfish. Just in the context of a poem about her sexuality and how her body is responding to pleasure, it's a striking term, selfish. If you haven't already found some things of your own to reflect on, here's just a few questions that come to mind after reading Arika. What is a good sinner? What is miraculous about your body? How do you define hunger? Where do you find the most pleasure? What does desire feel like? What is the relationship between tenderness and punishment? Is love an essential part of your pleasure? Name something you wish you wanted to take back. Why don't you? So if you've been clutching your pearls this entire episode because we were talking about sex, it's almost over, but hopefully you haven't. Um, I'm glad you stuck around. I honor your ability to sit in uncomfortability because this is how you grow and make these kinds of conversations a normal practice in your life. Celebrate you today. You did that. Now, I hope these questions actually help you to think a little bit deeper about your own sexuality, your own relationship to your body, and to think about desire and pleasure in your own life because it's a part of your genetic makeup. It's a part of your body. It's a part of who you are. The importance you place on it is your decision. But it is not healthy to deny or reject the fact of it, okay? So let me know how you are feeling. Let me, let me know. And which question are you going to meditate on? I want to know. I'm curious. I hope today you sit down somewhere without your phone or computer with a nice drink, preferably some non-caffeinated tea, and you pick up your pen. Keep writing. But before you go, this is a piece I wrote titled Virgin Wear. I looked in the mirror twice just to ask myself, who owns me? Are the freckles on my cheek part of my body or the reflection of imagination? Did God really make this flesh fat or am I just a sinner? When the curve of my nipples reach the middle of my stomach, will I be beautiful? I asked myself, Whose body is this? Could my cocoa butter skin belong to the fingertips of my mahogany lover? When rose petals caress my thighs in a bath of lavender and sage, do I belong to the ocean? As I wander beneath the blazing sun in the Amazon, do I belong to the coconut tree? Or rather, where is my body my own? I asked myself, when I form shooting stars and pixie dust by my fingertips, who do I desire? 
When am I yours? Must I love the way your eyes capture my essence? Is it true that I will be yours when the circle is fastened to infinity and ivory becomes pure and promise? I asked myself, is this what you want? Is this worth wanting? How do girls dress up their fantasies in charming tuxedos and carriages when love endures all things? What value do I place on alabaster promises and bloodied sheets? Will I savor his lips like hot oils from fresh dough or crave my reflection like what's between bed sheets? If he tells me he loves me inside me, will he own me? Am I here for him? Did I come for him? Did I comfort him? Will I come again? Have I done it? I asked myself, am I worth waiting for? Thank y'all so much for being here. If you want to find all of our information about what happened this week, what I'm still thinking about, what I'm reflecting on, head on over to our Instagram page at Poetry is Freedom. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Poetry is Free Pod. If you want to follow me, your host, Larissa Denise, on my personal Twitter account, you can find me at Say Larissa Denise. That is S-A-Y-L-A-R-I-S-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. If you want to find where I got my poetry, can I read it again? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Go ahead and head over to poetryisfreedom.com. And of course, please leave a review if you loved it. If you hated it, tell me why. I would love to hear all of your thoughts, suggestions, and comments. Y'all have a great day. Freedom.